Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. Hope everyone is having a great day. Special shout out to Yoshiko. Yoshiko Dart, one of my heroes and champions. I know you all know I do this on almost every show. That is because Yoshiko's husband was the late, great Justin Dart Jr. And I always say, we need a way to remember the history of our own disability community. So I'm going to keep Justin's spirit alive. Yoshiko, I know what you're saying. You're saying, hello, Joyce. I know you are, and you know I love you. Okay, in Ireland, wow, you are unbelievable. You know, this show is heard in 17 countries, and every week, the amount of people that keep growing and growing listening to the show is Ireland. So, you know, uh, thank you and keep it going and keep talking to other people with disabilities and get them listening to this show also. And finally, my lead sponsor, Highmark. What a great company they are. Thank you for being the lead sponsor for so many years. Uh, I mean, I couldn't speak highly enough of David Holmberg, the CEO. And earlier this year, we had another partner, AudioEye, who has a fabulous software product for digital accessibility. So thank you very much. I am so excited about this show. Let me tell you why. It has three of my most favorite people in the world as my guests today. And yes, I am biased because they work for Bender Consulting Services, but I can tell you they are the very best of the best. So we have Sherry LaPaya, who is the manager of talent programs. We have Gerald Homey, a recruitment specialist, and Scott Hammerstrom, the team lead of talent programs. Everyone, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And I'm going to start with Sherry. Um, So our listeners across the world understand that we're going to be talking about my favorite topic and my life's work, the competitive employment of Americans with disabilities. And Sherry, I'm going to start with you. I thought you could provide some highlights of your background and explain the role you play at Bender heading up our talent programs team. Well, first, Joyce, I just want to take a moment to say how much I appreciate you having our uh, talent programs team on the show today. We're all honored to be a part of your program. Um, But to answer your question, I have over 15 years of recruitment and talent programs experience supporting disability employment hiring specifically uh, for Fortune 500 companies, federal contractors, and federal uh, 
agencies. So in my current role at Bender, I support our account manager, Leanne Thomas, who is just fabulous, uh, in meeting with customers to understand their uh, various recruitment needs, what their uh, organization culture is like, and the types of roles that they're looking to fill. And then I direct the activities of our recruiters to fill those private and public sector positions. Um, I also uh, manage all of the other programs a part of talent programs, including our biannual virtual career fair for people with disabilities, and I work on developing resources for our customers and candidates related to disability employment. That is a big job, and you do a great job, uh, and I'm proud to have you as part of the Bender team, as I am with everyone on the show today, and if you're listening to the show, remember, this is about competitive employment of people with disabilities, and at Bender Consulting Services, that's what we do. That's the heart and soul of the company. So when you're listening to this show, you know they're all archived and on demand. Please share it with someone else. Tell them to listen to the show if they are looking for employment or a company that wants to hire people with disabilities. Well, Gerald Homey, before I ask you any question, I know Yoshiko knows Gerald Homey is also the chair of the Bender Lead on Team. So, you know, Gerald, Yoshiko, every time I see her, she tells me, how she listens to all the shows, and how thrilled she is. So I'm going to give you the opportunity to say hello to show, to Yoshiko. Hi, Yoshiko. I hope all is well. Uh, we're keeping the promise together over here. Uh, and lead on. Lead on, that's right. Well, Gerald, how about if you tell our listeners a little bit about the highlights of your background and the role you play as the careers-to-be product manager? Sure. So uh, I've worked for Bender for a little bit over 11 years now, starting in an internship, and now I get the opportunity to work as uh, one of the leaders in our recruitment team, and I head up our unique careers-to-be product. And the careers-to-be product is a product designed to help individuals with disabilities who are entry-level, as many people with disabilities uh, do not get opportunity to gain work experience because of the stigma that is out there, um, it can be very difficult to land that first job without relevant work experience uh, on your resume to show that you can be a great employee. Um, So the uh, Careers to Be program is designed to help individuals with disabilities gain relevant work experience. So it's a program where you can gain experience for one year in an entry-level position working at great companies like Highmark, Covestro, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Tennessee, uh, Calgon Carbon, uh, Nova Chemicals, places like that, and you can gain great work experience so that that can launch your career to a more permanent role. And, uh, you know, we've seen uh, some great success. In fact, just Last week, we celebrated 100 people being hired 
through the Careers to Be program since its inception. So that's 100 people that have been able to gain relevant work experience to begin their careers, which is really exciting. Wow. And, uh, Gerald, as you indicated, that barrier, that barrier we face, people with disabilities face, no matter how talented they are, how often, other than these companies that we just mentioned, how often do we hear, oh, I'd love to hire people, and by the way, do they have five years of experience? Yeah, that's frequent, yes. (laughs) And this is Uh, what? I tell people, Sherry, we were talking this morning, um, and the number of people with disabilities in the workforce today, what is that? Well, right now, uh, Joyce, as of August, the numbers that ODAP is putting out, um, there's only 208 percent of people with disabilities uh, being considered a part of the labor force uh, that's individuals age 16 or older. Do you hear that? I mean, that is absolutely shameful. And one, you know, Gary Dick, who is an executive at Highmark, started this program when he was at Bears Corporate, Bear Corporation, as a result of me talking to the then CEO, Greg Babe, when I was explaining every time I go to companies, they're saying, oh, Joyce, you know, love to hire someone, but they have to have experience. And, you know, you just heard Sherry telling you the figures, and I would say, okay, do the math. Obviously, if we have that high percentage of people unemployed, when we meet people, and we meet great people, you know, with a great background that are unable to get work, get a job because of lack of work experience. And I'm meaning we recently found employment for a chemical engineer. Now, how could a chemical engineer have a hard time finding that first job? He has a disability. We met a young man, wait to hear this, Carnegie Mellon. He could not find a job. Why is that? Disability, that first job, you know, that first job. So if you're listening, a business, this Careers to Be program is awesome because after the person gets to work for you for one year, either you may have an opportunity for them or now they can go into the marketplace and say, no, I am not entry level. I do have this one year of experience. And Gerald, would you also not uh, say, and I know we've noticed this, the confidence that someone with a disability gains once they do start working? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It makes a big difference in their confidence. It changes their whole life. They also all of a sudden have uh, this opportunity to, to succeed. Um, it's really great. And uh, actually, over 95% of individuals who have gone through this program uh, have been able to move into long-term permanent roles, many of them uh, moving up within their careers to, you know, very 
high-level positions, you know, gaining great experience. And, you know, this is really a, a unique private sector solution to creating a pipeline of talent for individuals with disabilities to enter the workforce. Yes, and you know what that solves? What do I hear over and over and over? Oh, where are we going to find people? Where will we find people? We can't find enough people for the labor shortage. So guess what? I know where they are. People with disabilities. We are out there. You all know I'm living with epilepsy, and I'm so proud of this company. And as you can see, the great people I have working at this company. But people with disabilities want to work. Not charity, not pity. It's all about the bottom line. And with that, we're going to get ready to go to break. If you just joined us, we're talking to Sherry LaPaya, Gerald Homey, and Scott Hammerstrom, who all work for Bender Consulting Services in talent programs. And what's that mean? That's mean that great thing. Finding employment for people with disabilities. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. At Highmark, we believe what makes us different makes us better. Our differences broaden our perspectives and foster diverse skills which complement each other, creating a stronger and more vibrant workforce. It's this belief that earned us recognition by the USBLN and the American Association of People with Disabilities as a 2014 Disability Equality Index Best Place to Work. So we'll continue to celebrate diverse individuals because inclusion benefits us all. To find out more, visit Highmark.com. For those in leadership positions with corporations, governments, nonprofits, and educational institutions, please pay attention. Are you aware that 10 to 15% of your potential clients are unable to use your websites properly? At AudioEye, an advanced technology has been created that eliminates accessibility issues and levels the playing field for all. Make the Internet a meaningful resource for millions of more people. Go to AudioEye.com. More accessible, more usable, more people. Call on AudioEye today. Visit AudioEye.com. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high-test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Welcome back, everyone. This is Joy Spender. And today, as our guest, we have Sherry LaPaya, Gerald Homey, and Scott Hammerstrom, all who work for Bender Consulting Services in the talent programs area. And now here is Scott, who probably thought I was going to talk to him about the Pittsburgh Pirates, but no, <laughs> I'm going to ask him instead to talk about what he does with the highlights of your background, in addition to being the person I talk to about sports constantly, and the role you play heading up our government recruitment business and our workplace mentoring services product. Well, thank you, Joyce, very much. Uh, thank you for having me on. And yes, I am your number one pirate fan here at the office. And uh, so I've been with Bender Consulting for about 11 years now, and I'm the team lead of talent programs here at the office. Uh, but prior to working at um, Bender Consulting, I worked as a director of program services and community relations for the Arthritis Foundation of Western Pennsylvania, and I was also a program supervisor uh, for the nonprofit organization called Best Buddies, which uh, helps people with intellectual disabilities, which I'm also a current uh, advisory board member. And uh, I wear many hats here at Bender Consulting, and, but two of the things that I do work on, is one of them is government recruitment. And um, so basically, you know, when we have federal contracts, it's my responsibility is to make sure that the contract is compliant. So we help uh, recruit, screen, and direct candidates with disabilities um, all over the country for for the needs of what our customers are looking for in the federal government. So that's the one of the areas that I do work in. And the other one that I've uh, sort of uh, taken over in the last year, year and a half, is our workplace mentoring service product. And, and my job is for everyone that we hire at Bender Consulting and even our direct hires, my job is to make sure that they are successful. And that pretty much starts the, the moment that they are um, hired, and uh, so I make sure that the uh, that the onboarding it goes smoothly and moves forward in a timely manner. I conduct all our um, Bender Career Reality training for all of our new employees, and then I also lead our team in managing and mentoring our employees while they are employed at Bender as um, as they go through from their first day until the last day that they work for Bender. So just a couple of things, uh, Scott. So if someone is listening to the show uh, with a disability and they are interested in working for the federal government, and over the years we've worked for the National Security Agency, Veterans, uh, and the Office of Personnel Management, which we have been working with. And in that case, if someone is interested in working for the federal government, could you explain what happens with our contract with OPM? 
How does that work? Well, the easiest thing to do is if you have an interest to work in, in the federal government and you want to go through Bender is go to our website and, uh, and apply your resume on there and then in the subject line, Put on that you have an interest in, in federal government uh, work, and I think there's even a checklist on there that you're open to or interested in uh, federal employment, and that will get our um, um, our notice for that. And then, uh, typically, you know, with the contract that we had with the Office of Personnel Management, we, again, we recruit, screen, and direct candidates for people with disabilities for different types of uh, all types of professional positions, from finance, accounting, IT. Um, engineering, those types of positions, um, you know, you send them in, and then, you know, if we uh, interview you and we think you're a good fit, um, we'll help you get your resume together because it's a little bit different from a private sector resume. So, and we make sure you have your Schedule A letter, get you um, all the things, the tools that you need um, for us to submit your resume over to our customer, which uh, we have a contract with the Office of Personnel Management for a shared list. And then once you're on that shared list, all federal agencies have access to this. So if you're either in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, or Topeka, Kansas, and you have an interest to work in the federal government, um, and you're on that shared list, we break it down into your know, metropolitan statistical areas and your types of positions that you're open to, and then the federal agencies have access to this, and if they think that you may be a fit for any of those opportunities, they can contact you directly, and then you go through their internal interview process. And what a great opportunity, because that means you could be working for the Department of Defense. You know, you could be working for the Department of Justice. uh, And it's just a great opportunity. So please, again, if you're listening to the show and you're interested, or if you know someone that may be interested, make sure that you go to BenderConsult.com, our website, and make a contact saying what you are interested in uh, today, I hope. And uh, Sherry, while I'm talking about that, that is, what is, the be- is that the best way for someone interested in working for a vendor? What is the best way for them to reach out to us? Um, again, as Scott said, it's, it's very simple. Just go on our uh, website under the careers section. You'll be able to uh, click to apply and just fill out the form, attach your resume, and send it in. BenderConsult.com. So, Sherry, um, I wondered if you could talk a little bit about a few of our business focused effective practices that you yourself have seen that have resulted in competitive employment for people with disabilities. Absolutely, Joyce. I would I would say to begin with, you know, you really need to have that strong leadership endorsement and identify key individuals within the organization who are going to take ownership of ensuring disability uh, inclusion is a part of the conversation when it comes to hiring. Uh, this foundation of support is, is really uh, critical for those of us working in the trenches to connect individuals with disabilities with employment opportunities, um, you know, without first having 
you know, those people that are going to stand up within a company and say, this is important to us and we want to make this a commitment uh, when we're hiring, uh, you really don't get the traction that you want to. Um, once you have that commitment from above, um, you need to ensure training is really available at all levels of the organization. So when I talk to employers, I can't uh, tell you how many times we talk to folks in HR or diversity and inclusion, and they've had training, but um, when they're talking to the hiring managers within their company or we're talking to uh, those individuals about the jobs that we're looking to fill, the conversation always starts out with, you know, this is probably a stupid question, but, um, and really companies that are serious about disability inclusion need to offer a method for answering these questions and making those hiring managers feel empowered to ask questions and, and uh, know and understand what it means to include people with disabilities in the workforce. That's why uh, products like our iDisability uh, software program are so important to the business community. And finally, I feel um, you know, really if you want to make a true impact in the makeup of your workforce, companies need to earmark openings across different job roles to be specifically filled by individuals with disabilities. Um, you know, as we were talking earlier about the statistics that ODEP put out in August about people with disabilities, you have almost 80% of them outside of the labor force. Um, they're unemployed at twice the rate of people without disabilities, and you're going to have a lot of people who either um, are early career because they're just out of school and they can't find a job, they can't find an internship, um, they can't find an employer who's willing to take a chance, or you have people who gain a disability later on in life and they're really looking for a chance to get back in the workforce. And w what happens is employers look at that resume and they say, oh, this person has a gap in their employment history. We don't want this person, right? Um, and, and when there's statistics like that out there and, and, you know, people with disabilities are facing that stigma, and if companies don't take, um, you know, a, a chance to put something to, aside for them, and they just take a more passive approach to hiring people with disabilities, these candidates are overlooked or often end up being the second choice in hiring. And Joyce, you and I both know when it, it, it comes to uh, being hired, being the second choice is just the first loser when it comes to receiving job offers. And, um, you know, it's, it's all about employment and getting that job offer. That's right. And, you know, to businesses, Disability Equality Index, started by Disability and, and AAPD, is a fabulous benchmark today for showing, is a corporation, including people with disabilities, hiring people with disabilities, and it's measured and it's looked upon by people with disabilities or family members, hey, we'll use the Marriott as an example, Marriott high score, you know, Apoorva Gandhi's on the board of disability and it's such a great organization. And so, you know, if I'm thinking, oh, where do I want to go? It's going to be the Marriott. And families of children with disabilities, they're going to think about the Marriott. Why? Because the Marriott hires people with disabilities. I am telling you, it's concrete business reasons for making these decisions. And thank you very much, Sherry. Gerald, 
our listeners may be wondering what types of positions we're talking about. So what, what do you recruit for? Well, I recruit primarily for our opportunities that we fill in the private sector. I know Scott focuses a lot on our federal employment. I work a lot with the large corporations that we partner with throughout the United States. And in corporate America, we fill opportunities ranging all different career fields, everything from somebody working in the mailroom, helping with administrative tasks throughout the office, to uh, chemical engineers working for a large engineering firm, um, people in all different focuses of information technology, uh, such as help desk, computer programming, business analytics, uh, database development, uh, customer service type positions, as well as uh, finance, accounting, and really everything that you can imagine in a corporate America environment is what we focus on and where the bulk of our opportunities lie. And like I said, all throughout the United States. And, you know, if you notice when Gerald was talking, this is what we mean by competitive employment opportunities. People with disabilities want to be included in all areas, although, you know, it's there's jobs, all jobs are important, there's a job for everyone, and some people, whether or not they have a disability, may be in a maintenance area, you know, or may be uh, stalking at a uh, retailer, but they also want to be attorneys, accountants, IT. This would be like saying all women want to do this one job. You know, people with disabilities want to be included. And guess what? They already are. Did you know that? Every company in America or federal agency has people with disabilities already working there. It's just they aren't telling anyone because they're afraid they will be discriminated against, you know, or they're afraid they'll be treated differently. So they're already working in corporate America. That's why I tell companies you already have so many successful people with disabilities already working here. But when we work with, for example, the National Security Agency that Scott handles the federal agencies, but these were people in mathematics, engineering, linguistics, and as Gerald said, you know, we place people who are computer engineers, all competitive areas. People with disabilities deserve equal opportunity, just like everyone else, Um, and, and that's what we believe in at Bender Consulting. Thank you, Gerald. Scott, um, if you could give our listeners with disabilities who are out there seeking work, maybe you could give them some suggestions on preparing to apply for jobs with the federal government, since that's the area of talent programs that you work in. Sure, absolutely. And the main thing is just be prepared and get organized. You know, when you're talking about your resume, you know, the federal government wants more of a comprehensive resume. So it's probably going to be a little bit longer than you what would you have for like a private sector uh, resume. Um, so we're looking for like a complete work history. So for every job that you have, make sure you have the months and years for every job that you have and the city and state um, for each job that you have on the resume. 
Um, also include your grade point average. Um, anything with, um, if you have volunteer experience, you put that down. Um, anything with any of your skills, make sure they're on there because a lot of it could be a keyword search. And if you don't put something on there, like communications, uh, if you have the communication positions, but there's nothing with communications in, in the resume, you're going to get passed over. So you want to make sure all your skills are on there. And the other thing is you need to, for, especially for people with disabilities, obtain a Schedule A letter. Um, you, and you don't want to wait to, until you need one. You want to be proactive with this because you have to go through your doctor or a vocational rehab counselor to get one, and that part is out of your control as far as how fast you can get one. So always try to be ahead of the game with that. And for those who don't know what a Schedule A letter is, it's a... Um, Part of the Schedule A is a hiring authority within the federal government that gives federal agencies an optional and potentially quicker way to hire people with disabilities. And applying under a Schedule A offers an exception to the traditional competitive hiring process. So, um, and again, you can get one through your doctor or vocational rehab counsel, counselor, and it's much easier to, uh, um, to be proactive instead of waiting until the last minute to actually you need one. Um, and you can go, go to our website. I think we have some sample schedule letters on there um, if you're interested. And, you know, uh, thank you, Scott. Something you sure. made me think of when you were talking about getting that Schedule A letter and getting information in, whether it is in Scott's area or in G- private sector or federal, I think everyone on the on the radio with me today would agree the importance of getting information back quickly, whether it be the schedule, whether it be references, um, you know, no matter what it is, when you don't respond quickly, there's a great possibility you could lose that opportunity. Um, am I right, Sherry? How, how do you feel about that? Absolutely, Joyce. The, you know, when recruiters and, and companies are looking at candidates, um, you know, candidates that are slow or sluggish to respond don't come across as, A, as interested in the employment opportunity that they're being considered for. And, and secondly, it's a reflection of how they'll be at work. Will they be slow to uh, turn in work assignments or are they on top of things and organized and uh, ready to be productive when they come in? Right. So if, if you talk to someone at our talent programs area and they ask you for something, whether it would be with us, or any any company, you've got to get that information quickly. And before before uh, I ask Sherry another question, one other thing I wanted to mention: we are so dedicated to helping people with disabilities gain employment. But if you're listening to the show, please know that it's in specific areas. So what do I mean by that? I mean a company calls us or the federal government, it says, this is what we're looking for. And then we send them a person with a disability with that skill. 
So why I'm telling you this, it isn't that, you know, if you would call us tomorrow, you know, it isn't that we're going to say, oh, yes, we'll have an opportunity for you, you know, very quickly, because that isn't how it works. We keep in touch with you. You know, we ask you to keep in touch with us. But we have to wait until we have the right opportunity for you. And believe me, when we do, you're going to hear from us immediately. But I just think it's important to understand, you know, we're a for-profit company. So whether you're talking to us or any Fortune 500 company in the United States, you know, when you apply for a position, it's for a specific position. So I just wanted to mention that um, to you. So Sherry, you know, I thought what we could talk about for a little bit is maybe you could review with our listeners examples of the types of disabilities uh, and, and sort of sharing your thoughts, for example, for individuals who have hidden disabilities. Uh, sure. So when it comes to, you know, diversity with hiring people within the, the disability community, you know, our organization is really very receptive to hiring people with a very diverse range of disabilities and have hired people in pretty much every area of disability, including members of the deaf community, blind community, um, individuals with physical disabilities such as quadriplegia or um, amputations or cerebral palsy, um, and certainly, as you were mentioning, individuals with hidden or non-visible disabilities such as uh, mental health disabilities, including things like depression, bipolar, anxiety disorders, um, or PTSD. Uh, we've worked with individuals with neurodiverse disabilities, such as autism or epilepsy, uh, people who have diabetes, cancer, people with narcolepsy, um, and people with learning disabilities, such as dyslexia or dysgraphia, uh, to name a few. So, you know, really many people with hidden disabilities and visible disabilities even, you know, they try to to disassociate uh, with the word disability because of the stigma associated with that word. And uh, they don't want to be seen as disabled because wearing that label raises roadblocks to employment and opportunities for advancement in their career. But, you know, here at Bender, we kind of get excited when anybody says disability and uh, we have that, that unique response of somebody says, I have a disability and we all cheer. Yay! Right? <laughs> so um, it's a novel experience for most people out there with hidden disabilities to inculcate encounter our culture and, and a company that's not only accepting of disability, but is proud to be a part of the disability community and all of the differences and talent that is found within that community. Why I, why I had to laugh there, Sherry, that is so true. You know, I'll go somewhere and someone will say, this is my son and, you know, he's has graduated from this college, and then they'll say, but just so you know, you know, the person has autism or whatever it is, and I'll say, that is awesome, great, a disability will be able to help that person. So we are the only company that when you tell us you have a disability, we're going to say, bring it on, that is so awesome. And you know what, that sort of says what we're all about, isn't it? That, you know, disability, Absolutely. don't be ashamed, right? 
Don't be ashamed. And remember, we're not about pity. We're about an opportunity to work, to have a job. We're about having pride because disability is part of who we are, but disability does not define who we are. Gerald, how about you? What advice do you have for job seekers about following up when they apply for jobs? Remember that every interaction that you have with a potential employer, you should treat it as an interview. Many people will apply for a position with a company. Um, They want to hear back. They're excited about the job. They don't hear back right away. Therefore, they get a little bit impatient, and they may talk to someone on the phone and not be as appropriate as they would be in the same situation with an interview. Just remember that each interaction that you have is just like a job interview. So you have to remain calm, patient, kind, courteous. Treat every single person you talk to in that follow-up process with respect. And like I said, be patient as well. It takes a lot of time to go through, but don't be afraid to occasionally put it in a call, send it an email, say, hey, you know, I just wanted to follow up. I don't know if you've filled this position yet, but if you haven't, I am still very interested in this opportunity. I would love to work for your company if you would consider me for this job. You know, something like that where they can see that benefit of hiring you at the same time. So that's my uh, two cents. Uh, Gerald, I was glad when you said about, you know, when you're, when you meet someone, you're talking to someone, it's an interview. I want to remind you, when I, when I spoke and talked to the rising leaders at the Disability Inc. Conference, and these are young people uh, across the United States, college students with disabilities seeking employment, the best of the best, you know, is one of my favorite things. You go to this conference and people get job offers right on the spot. These rising leaders, they are just so fabulous. And I was telling them, okay, here's one of my pieces of advice. You got to get down that two-minute speech, that two-minute marketing, that two minutes about this is who I am, because you never know when you'll be in an elevator or you'll be at a gathering, you'll be somewhere and you'll meet someone that could hire you or an executive from a company or someone from a federal agency and they say, oh, who are you? Tell me a little bit about yourself. So I liked when Gerald said that because when you're engaging with people, it is a potential interview right at that moment and you just possibly don't know. And Gerald, before people send that follow-up that you talked about, how important there is that little button called spell check? Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, if you don't spell check and proofread as well, your, your follow-up, any notes that you send to any employer, you've got to consider that professional uh, pieces of you know, writing. You have to consider that like you're a um, technical writer. You want to really read over your stuff. And if you know that you know, maybe writing or editing or proofing is not your strongest skill, 
maybe have someone else read it. Even if it's just an email you're going to send, you might think, oh, that's silly. Why would I have my email read? It's just a quick email. I'm not going to bother someone to do that. You don't have to bother somebody. Many computer programs, in fact, Microsoft Word, will read out loud your letter. So you can highlight the text, have it read it to you if you want to listen for mistakes. There's a lot of options you can do to proofread your stuff and make sure because if somebody gets a letter following up about a job and there's typos on it, like I don't know how many times I've gotten a reply to one of my own emails with my name on it to a candidate where someone has replied and said the wrong name in response to me, called me by the wrong name. You instantly, your initial reaction is to not take that person as seriously as another candidate just because of that little mistake. So just keep that in mind and, you know, in, in that follow-up. Yeah, and I, I like, I like the part Gerald said about having someone else read it because even spell check is not enough. You've got to go back and read it. You have to reread it, reread it, and or have someone else read it. So, uh, good point. So, I would like each of you. We'll start with you, Sherry. Uh, if you if you could share your most significant accomplishment over the last year at Bender Consulting. Well, Joyce, in in some ways that can be quite a tough question to answer because there's just so many great things that we get to be a part of working at Bender Consulting Services. Um, There's just so many programs and and opportunities to make a difference in other people's lives uh, that that it is hard to, to pick one thing. But for me, if I were... Um, you know, to, to kind of narrow it down, I would say the continued growth of our Careers to Be program has personally uh, been the most satisfying, and, and this program has had a huge impact on, on my life um, when after being hospitalized due to disability, my husband had to change careers, and you know, because of the, the great people that partnered with us uh, at, at Bear and, and leadership from, from people like Gary Dick, um, you know, this program has the potential to really change other people's lives. And, and uh, seeing my husband go through the program after, um, you know, being out of work and, and, and needing to really kind of restart and, and uh, look at another direction for his career, you know, for people that are out there with disabilities who are having to start over like this, it, it really it is that first opportunity to gain experience, and, and I would just share with people that are struggling, you know, with that or, or, you know, looking at, you know, how daunting it is to apply for positions to keep at it. It was a long road uh, for my husband and I, and, and that's with all of the contacts that we have with the company and a lot of doubts and bumps along the way, but the Careers-to-Be program has, um, you know, just it really sparked a new passion for him for, with his career and, uh, you know, working with the wonderful people that uh, are here at Bender Consulting Services and the Cavestro procurement team where he was placed uh, has really given him the opportunity to feel pride again in his career. Yes, and we love Rick. Yeah, but I agree with you. I agree with you, Sherry. Scott, how about you? 
You know, I had something I was just going to say, and then I totally changed my mind because there's so many different things that I uh, enjoy. But one of the biggest accomplishments I think in the last year was for me was, uh, you know, just taking the lead on the the workplace mentoring and, uh, you know, and just going with it and making improvements and and just, you know, helping people and mentor people as maybe they got their first job and they're struggling and just talking to them and, and helping them and they're succeeding now, you know, and it's just a, a great feeling and, um, you know, helping people even relocate, make sure they get there okay for their first day. And uh, um, that's just been a, a, a great feeling and, I, and it's something that I just love doing and um, and, and seeing other people with success and, and achieve, you know, they may have stumbled at first and we helped them guide them through and now they're successful. I think that's one of the, the biggest accomplish, accomplishments for me. And a great job you do. See that, that is one thing about us. We don't want you to just get a job. We want you to move up. We want you to be successful. We want you to be that manager that calls us and says, I want to hire people from Bender. So that's why it's so awesome what Scott does. Uh, and, and it really does make such a difference. Gerald, how about you? Um, I would say that, you know, for me, what I'm most proud of within the last year is the number of hires we've had in just the last quarter. In the last few months, we've had, even just through the Careers to Be program, we've had 12 people gain employment opportunities, which is incredible. Um, so just seeing all that great success as we continue through this journey together, and yeah, it's just really exciting to see all that. It is. Because remember, until someone has employment, they are not free in this country. I know you've heard me say this before, but it's so true. They can't get to live the American dream until they have employment. They can't get that beautiful apartment, house, car, really just just being able to, to live comfortably until they have competitive employment. That is what makes all the difference, and uh, that's what gives someone dignity. Sherry, Gerald, Scott, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. So we end every show with a quote, and today that quote is from Helen Keller who said, alone we can do so little, together we can do so much. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters, at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.